Hi everyone and welcome to the Say As It Is with Pete podcast series. I'm Pete, your host, and each week I will bring you some frank and honest conversations covering various topics from learning and development, friendships, funding, HR, strengths, recruitment, ESG, well-being, ED&I, employability, and much, much more. So let's get this week's episode underway and say as it is. Hi everybody and welcome to another episode of Say As It Is With Pete and as always I'm your host Pete. As we continue this week for National Apprenticeship Week, today is T-Level Thursday. We're in the fourth day of National Apprenticeship Week 2024 and what a week it has been. Hopefully you've listened to some other previous episodes for this week where I launched our Um, Apprenticeships for All podcast, followed by our Employer Tuesday, and then um, our Apprentice Wednesday. Um, So following in line with the different themes for the week, and as it is Thursday, today celebrates the um, second year running where T-Levels have been featured in National Apprenticeship Week. Now T-Levels have been spoken about, and it's something that I've not spoken about, Um, And I know of, I should know a little bit more about, and I've been uh, brushing up my industry knowledge on T-levels. And T-levels are interesting. And I think it's time to kind of explore them a little bit with um, everybody for both kind of employers and kind of potential um, individuals. It's an alternate to an apprenticeship or a stepping stone to an apprenticeship. Um, so I'm going to explain a little bit more in this episode about T-levels and what T-levels are um, and how um, they can kind of benefit uh, companies, but also tell you what currently T-levels are being kind of offered at the moment, because T-levels is very specific and, or I can't even say the word Pacific, um, but um, with T-levels themselves, they only cover certain uh, areas, um, whereas apprenticeships cover so many different areas, T levels focus more on kind of the technical side rather than the practical. There's an 80 20 split. So 80% on kind of the classroom and theory, and then 20% on kind of the practical experience. So um, I will go through that with you in this episode. So, as I said, during T level Thursday, um, the Department for Education. Um, will showcase students, uh, training providers and employers on their social media channels that are involved in delivering T-levels. So um, the Minister of Parliament uh, Secretary will show um, their support and will um, also utilise businesses and stakeholder networks to amplify and share T-level stories and messages during the day. So keep an eye out for them. And if you're following uh, the T-Levels uh, LinkedIn account, they do have a post going out at 10 a.m. So look out for that one as well. Now, T-Level Thursday is also a great opportunity for um, the chance, as I say, to highlight T-Levels as a high quality and world-class qualification. It also helps raise awareness of them um, and the kind of skills areas, the industry sectors they're in, and where you can find them in your regions. 
they also have a chance to demonstrate that they are an kind of excellent route into a degree apprenticeship because you can go from kind of a level two, level three, level four, level five, level six and level seven. So there are degree apprenticeships out there. I'm currently just finishing my foundation degree. So I know that they're there. It also will help encourage employers to offer industry placements. And it will also drive um, registrations um, for September 2024 and beyond. So look, T-levels are out there. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where you think, oh, you got apprenticeships, you got T-levels, you got work boot camps. Well, what are T-levels? So let's explore that a little bit more and dive into that one. So T-levels are a new qualification for students aged 16 to 19 in England who have finished their GCSEs. So these are alternate to A-levels and apprenticeships. So giving young people um, the technical and practical skills needed to be an asset in the workplace. So with the T-levels, they combined a mixture of classroom learning um, with industry placements. So kind of hand in hand. Um, so, you know, the industry, in these T-levels have been designed with employers um, for employers. So a good thing that I love about the way that the new standards have come in and T-levels have come in is there's a lot more employer engagement in this one. So there's a lot, and I sit on the Trailblazer board for hospitality, uh, level two, um, and that's currently in a rewrite, and I'm not saying any more than that. Uh, so be prepared for that one to come out, and it's pretty good. I think we've, we've done quite well so far on it. Um, but with the um, qualifications and like the T-levels, everything is designed around employees, and employees have a big say in how these qualifications should look rather than academics sitting there saying what they think or what the government thinks people should know, like the old MVQs and QCFs, but it's now kind of employer-led, so it's perfect. Um, and that's why we have people like the Institute for Apprenticeships that get involved and things that really kind of drive them home. So employers have um, looked at, um, you know, the areas that they face a skills shortage that could impact the future success of um, businesses. So in response to the um, in response to this, the government has worked alongside hundreds of employees, as I said, to design what they call T-level courses that deliver the skills that organisations like yourselves or the organisation I work for need. So each T-level is equivalent um, in size to three A-levels and helps young people develop the knowledge, attitude and practical skills to thrive in the working world or the workplace. So at the heart of each uh, course, every T-level student completes an industry placement. So the placement should last a minimum of, say, 315 hours, so approximately 45 days. So industry placements give a unique opportunity to help kind of develop new talent in our industries and get young people kind of work ready. Now, as we know, it's sometimes hard to get people or young people into work or people want to get into work, but they're not sure. And, you know, this week, um, so Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, uh, for the company I work for, I've just had this amazing guy called Anhill. 
he's 15, he's come for his three-day work experience, and we've had a blast. He's learned so much about L&D, about the company I work for. He's been out seeing the bigger picture of the hotels that we operate in and what our trainers do to kind of grow and develop people. And then we did his uh, strength scope assessment, which we were able to identify his significant strengths or seven significant strengths. And when we did that strength scope session, he really started to identify with the strengths from his significant seven, as well as his bubbling unders and his drainers. So that was great to see. And that's kind of given him a stepping stone, which is perfect. And we've absolutely loved doing that. But, you know, when we're sitting there looking at that, it's kind of thinking what his options are. And we discussed apprenticeships and we've discussed T-levels today. So he's got a bigger picture of where he can go. So again, you know, T-levels are equivalent to three A-levels. So instead of staying in sixth form and doing your A-levels, you could do a T-level instead. So as I said, a T-level is an alternate to doing A-levels and apprenticeships. Um, and they are for 16 to 19-year-olds. And, you know... For them, it's a great because the students are skilled in employment and also this could lead to them doing a higher um, study or further um, education with their apprenticeships and moving to the higher, higher kind of higher degree apprenticeship status, which will be fantastic and great for an employer knowing that they've got someone that has got work experience, that has got the technical skills and can go straight on a higher degree apprenticeship and really be an asset to their business. As I did say, there is a 45 day industry placement. So, you know, each T level um, does include an in-depth industry placement that lasts, as I say, for at least 45 days where students get valuable experience in the workplace. So employers get an early sight of a new talent in their industry. And this is also a great chance for an employer to offer that work placement, depending on the T-level that you, you can uh, support with. But also, it probably goes, you know what? They are a golden nugget. They are some hidden talent. We want them. And you may even offer them a job um, once they finish their T-level uh, qualification. And I'm going to explain how a T-level qualification looks and works in a moment. And then, as I said earlier, there's an 80-20 uh, rule. So 80% is classroom, 20% is work. So a T-level student spends up to 80% of um, the course um, in their learning environment, gaining the skills that employees need. And the other 20% is a meaningful industry placement um, where they put those skills into action. So it's not giving somebody a placement 45 days where they're just photocopying, faxing, or not even faxing anymore because we don't fax. But that's just how old I am. I used to love an old fax. But there's no point of, you know, getting them to scan documents, you know, um, make the tea and coffee, you know, you know, work the post room, you know, just answer the phones and do nothing else. It's got to be meaningful. So when you are looking at that and i and i will go into kind of what a uh, kind of meaningful placement would be or meaningful uh, qualification t level qualification would look like for an employer but to give you an idea the t levels that are currently available 
are in agriculture, environment and animal care. So the current one available is the agriculture, land management and production. There is a business administration uh, one which looks at management and administration. There are ones in uh, construction. We do have digital uh, T-level, so digital business services, digital production, design and development, and also uh, digital support services. With the construction, you've got um, building service, engineering and construction, design, surveying, planning and construction, and on-site construction. You've also got education and early years. Perfect. You've also got engineering and manufacturing. So they look at the design and development of engineering and manufacturing, engineering, manufacturing and processing and control, and then maintenance, insta, insula, installation, can't say my words today. It's maintenance, insulation, installation and repairs of engineering and manufacturing. Oh, I'm really tongue-tied today. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, there's health and science. So it looks at health. It looks at healthcare science, and it looks at science in general. There's also a legal, finance, and accounting. So you've got accounting, finance, and legal services. They're the current ones that are available at the moment. As you can see, very condensed and different to the plethora of 300-plus apprenticeships that are out there at the moment. Then in September 2024, yes, 2024, there are more T-levels coming. And the additional T-levels to be added are animal care and management, catering, uh, craft and design, hairdressing, barbering and beauty therapy, media, broadcasting and production, and we have sales, marketing and procurement. So, you know, as these T-levels roll out, employers across England are, you know, parenting uh, with local schools and colleges to do industry placements. And you could do the same. So you can join um, the vocational revolution right now. And there are ways to do that. So as you can see, there are very kind of limited um, T levels on what's on offer. So for like my industry at the moment, I work for a company that provide how it looks after housekeeping teams and there's not really anything there for the hospitality sector apart from catering which is coming in 2024 and just to kind of touch on the catering one what that's going to do is you know that's going to help um, students that will develop um, an understanding of a broad range of issues relevant to the sectors which include you know culinary uh, quality kitchen operations health safety and security nutritional analysis, food, safety, practices and processes, and businesses including uh, risk assessments, waste management, principles and supply chain management. So there's a few there um, and, you know, they're currently being worked on and will be released. So it'll be interesting to see how kind of they turn out. Um, and again, you know, T-level is always a good thing to watch out for because when you're watching them, it's seeing how they're implementing, how they're working, what the success rates are. And we all kind of know what the apprenticeship success rates are, what the number of starts, achievers, levers, all those kind of things. So T-levels are still fairly new um, and it's interesting to see 
how they're progressing. And I'm currently looking at T-levels at the moment for my organization and seeing how they could fit within our organization and benefit the business. Now, if we look, for example, at the delivery for an employer on how this would look, um, I've got the business administration. So this is the um, management and administration T-level qualification. So um, with this one, uh, I'm going to explain how it works. So you get kind of an idea of kind of what it's going to cover, what it looks like, um, and, you know, how it kind of looks in itself. So with this itself, and I've just skipped one, um, it's going to, uh, I'm just going to open up a couple of windows while I've got this because I closed them by mistake. So as it says here, and this comes from um, employers.tlevels.gov.uk, and it says here that the management and administration T-level, so students will develop an understanding of a broad range of issues relevant to the sector, including business context, project and change management, business behaviours, quality and compliance, which is always good. And they will also complete at least one of the following modules of operational specific content. And that can be business support, um, business improvement, team leadership and management, and informational management. Now, when you're looking at this, um, there are um, different things to take into considerations. So, for example, um, if you're looking at kind of how the model looks and how the industry placement models for business administration looks, so kind of there are three typical models for placement. There's a day release, a block, and a mixed. So as long as the total time for each placement adds up to a minimum of 315 hours, so, you know, that's an average placement of about 350 hours you can have a max of, okay? Um, you can adjust the models to suit your business needs and to align with the student's course. So with the placement model, it will be agreed between you the school, the college, and the student. So there's, there's three, three of you involved in it, and that's the key thing. Employer, the school or college, and the student themselves. So T-level students choose their, their um, specialism in year one. Um, the placement can take place later in that year or in, entirely in year two or across both. So which model is best for business administration? So Questions you may want to ask yourself when determining which model is best for you as an organization is would a department benefit from an intensive or regularly or regular support from an individual administrator? Are there periods when you would welcome someone dedicated to updating specific policies, procedures and processes? So is there a project planned? For example, a change in, say, learning development approach uh, where some dedicated um, research would support change. Also, does the placement fit with the student's course? Are these elements of the course or are there elements of the course that are particular of interest to you? And is your workload um, steady throughout the year? So regular weekly hours would be best or would you have a year end project 
where a, uh, say a block of time would be best for you? Or does your organization require a high level of trust um, and immersion into the culture, um, which might uh, be better achieved within a block? So I'm going to go through the three placement models a bit more. So I mean, that didn't confuse you a lot. And that's coming from the government website. But let, let's have a look. So if you're doing day release, it's over two years, the uh, qualifications. It's a two-year course. So year one, you could do, um, it would be two days a week for 10 weeks. Or it could be, and in year two, it's two days a week for 12 weeks. So when this model might work right is where you've got regular support um within the business where you have um you know regular tasks and processes to be done and where the mentor or line manager would prefer to limit their uh, supervision time during the given week so for examples um if you are a large em employee hr department um says here that you know a human resources department uh, within a medium-sized company um, required all their staff policy policies to be updated offering three student placements over two years so um, this was a lengthy project which required research critical thinking and evaluation so drafting um, consultation um, leading to working with a supervisor to seek uh, sign-off and approval by managers. So in year one, a full review of the company's policies was completed. During year one, the student talked uh, to people across the business about their, about their use and was involved in the first annual review process, which is now business as usual. And the industry placement students uh, were on the same course and effectively worked as a small group sharing their learning over the two years. Now, if you were doing a block, so um, a block placement is year one is a single block of uh, 150 hours, and year two is a block of 200 hours. So an example could be in retail, for example, so like a retail employer. So if you've got a block, placement that you're doing so for example a customer service department of a retail chain selected a group of four students to be part of a project team to develop and update its customer facing systems um, so as they moved from a high street only model of operations to launching an online offer so reporting to senior management who oversaw the project over the two years students saw how uh, a major change um, was managed and were involved in uh, discrete aspects of the project, including supporting the project lead in scoping and managing the overall project, carrying out customer and competitor research, evaluating alternative online store, payment, inventory, supply chain and shipping systems, and engaging and training staff in the new systems. So that's another example or mixed could be year one could be two days a week for five weeks. And then uh, in year two, it could be a block of using um, the remaining 270 hours because in 
year one, you're only using 80 hours and year two, you're using 270. Um, so again, you know, you're kind of getting the idea, but you can split your your time. So again, year, if you're doing day release, you can do two days a week for 10 weeks. And then the second year, you can do two days a week for 12 weeks. Then that uses your 350 hours. If it's block, you can do one year of 150 hours. And then the second year, you can do 200 hours. And if it's a mix of both, you could do two days um, for five weeks using 80 hours. And then two in a year two, you can use the remaining 270 hours in one block. So kind of gives you an idea of how that placement might look in, in times of, you know, daily, you know, a block or a mix. So, you know, there are other things you can do in planning your placement. And you should also think about your projects and activities that can allow the students to apply and enhance their knowledge of the industry as well as their technical skills and also add value to your organization. So, again, you know, there are lots of things that you can think about. Um, and it's all about collaboration and it's you collaborating with the students and the school or college. So students um, taking this management administration T-level, for example, will have a broad understanding of the sector and will be studying op occupational specific modules. So, you know, you've got to have those conversations. It's not like, oh, yeah, we're going to offer a T-level in management and administration. What actually you know, what are you going to do? How are you going to do it? Is there a project? Is there time you can allocate? What do you want them to do? So having those conversations with the with the school or the college that are offering T-levels to their students, um, you know, always explore that option. So, you know, there, there's many things that you can do um, and many projects that you can work on. And there's, there's lots of... Um, you know, ways that you can you can do it and explore T-levels. And I think T-levels are going to be interesting. Um, you know, there's a couple of things that you also need to take into consideration when looking at providing a T-level within your organisation. And they're things from safeguarding. So, you know, if students will be interacting with the public using live chat or social media, um, you must supervise them closely. So safeguarding is a key thing because don't forget, these people are 16 to 19 and they have to be protected. So if you don't currently have a safeguarding policy in place, it's best to talk to the school or the college or the training provider um, and get one in place and make sure that it coincides with their practices and policies. And you may need to be doing some safeguard training um, with the team that will be looking after your place or, or looking after the uh, industry placements within your organization so they understand about safeguarding and how to raise safeguarding concerns or issues you need to look at ex <coughs> excuse me you need to look at accessibility so apologize for that so make sure that um you know if you are um to host students with special educational needs or disabilities in the business and administration placement you may need to take reasonable adjustments and ensure that your technology is accessible to people. Um, for example, like impaired vision, motor disabilities, cognitive impairments, or learning disabilities, deafness, impairment hearings. You, you need to make sure that if you're a disability confident employer, that you 
adjust things reasonably to support those that you're taking. Also think about confidentiality and data protection. Also think about is the organizational Pacific. So is this going to be organizational Pacific to you? So you may need to deliver training to students so that they understand and comply with it with any industry specific requirements. For example, training on money laundering in the finance sector or gift policies in the public sector. So you've got to think about that as well. So, you know, what they need to do. So are there any um, policies or like anti-bribery and corruption? Do you need to put them through that training? Do you need to put them through your environmental policy? Um, do you need to put them through like loan working training? Um, you know, anything that you need, counter-terrorism training. And there's a great one by uh, Protect UK and it's called Act Awareness and that's great training. And I highly recommend that as well as kind of, kind of the run, hide, um, tell training that the counter-terrorism offer as well. That's that's quite interesting. Um you know, about how to keep safe in the event of a terror attack in an office environment or, you know, in public. So I'm not going to dwell on that, but there, there, there is that out there. And if you want to know how to access that, reach out to me and I can tell you. But from looking at T-levels, yes, they're currently restricted to certain job roles or certain industries or sectors. So as I say, they're, they're very limited. There's not a lot there, but it's you've got to remember if you're going to be looking Say if you're someone who's 16 to 19, you're a parent or guardian or carer of a young person and you're thinking, well, you know, in education in the UK, you need to keep people in education until they're 18. Um, and, you know, to be in education until 18 is quite quite a struggle sometimes. So if you want to leave school at 16, you've got a choice to go to college, stay in sixth form or take an apprenticeship. Well, now you have another route and that's to take up a T-level. But you've got to have that passion. And sometimes it's great because you're not only you've got a work placement, but you've also got the uh, chance to learn the technical side. So as it says, 80% learning in the classroom, 20% in the job. So those kind of 45 days of learning over the two years. Great. Fantastic. As an employer, really look at these and, and see how they're going to benefit you. Um, there's lots of information on uh, the government websites and the T-level websites. Just type in T-levels, uh, click on the uh, first one that comes up in Google, which is the T-level uh, government website. It's got loads of information for students and employers. And if you're ever unsure, there's lots of people you can reach out to and have a chat with. But T-levels are that kind of stepping stone for someone that is wanting to put a twist to their A-levels and do something different. But also what it can do is give that person a stepping stone into kind of, you know, their kind of career and into, you know, potential high level apprenticeship. So, for example, like Anne Hill that was with us today, he wants to go into kind of becoming architecture. And there's one T-level that would suit him perfectly. And we've kind of signposted him to that, which is perfect. So it's just being aware of what current T-levels are available, what's coming what they're going to cover and can you as an employer cover them now when it comes to payment for paying someone for placements etc i'm not going to go into that that's something that you can explore with the school or college but if you're looking at the current t levels that are available or the potential t levels that are coming up and you feel that as an employer you can offer an industry placement for 45 days over the two years 
then absolutely fantastic. Go for it. Find a college or a school and there are uh, mechanisms on the T-Levels website for you to link into schools and colleges um, to see how you can work with them to provide those placements. And they'll take you through all of the steps. But make sure it's practical for your organisation and for you. Don't set the young person up to fail. As I say, you've got to make sure that that, you know, online learning, compliance training, everything is given to them and that they get the best out of their placement. Because you want to be the outstanding employer that shows that you're supporting on T-levels. And don't kind of T-wash it. And I'm going to say T-washing like greenwashing and pinkwashing. Don't say you're going to do it and you want to do it, but you, you know, you, you do do it, but you don't do it you know, really stand out, really shine on these T-levels because these guys are the hidden talents, the next generation, the next leaders of the future. And if encouraging them to do a T-level is that stepping stone to a level five or level six or a foundation degree, you know, a degree, a HND or doctorate level apprenticeship, then happy days. And T-levels are great again because the person isn't paying for it, it's supplied by the government. So again, there's no student loans or debts for those individuals. And if it can lead to full-time employment, then amazing, you're giving them an opportunity. Now, I'm going to kind of wrap up this podcast because there's not much more I can say about T-levels. As I clearly stated at the beginning of this, T-levels are designed for those aged 16 to 19. They're an alternate to an apprenticeship. They're equivalent to three A-levels, and it gives the individual an 80-20 split. 80% learning the practical, learning the theory and the knowledge behind it all and the technical skills, and then the 20% or 45 days over the two years doing the actual skills, putting what they've learned into practice. Now, I hope this episode has helped you gain a little bit more of an insight into T-levels, and I've not confused you too much. If you do want to know more about T-Levels, then you can go over to um, employers.tlevels.gov.uk. There's lots of information on that website there. Or you can reach out to me and I'm more than happy to have a conversation with you around T-Levels and provide some consultancy services via creativemind.zone about how you could work towards and implement a really fulfilling and successful work placement to support T-Level students. Now. Remember, you can always go back and listen to this podcast and the other podcasts in this National Apprenticeship Week um, special episodes. Um, And you can always go back and listen to previous episodes. Um, I do recommend going back and listening to season one and listening to the first few episodes as that was launched during Scottish Apprenticeship Week. And there's some really insightful podcasts around kind of apprenticeships, apprenticeship wages strengths within apprenticeships um i've also recently launched on my linkedin page an article which i will put in the bio which is about why mentoring is key for apprentices so take a look at those and remember today is t-level thursday so think about if you want to explore t-levels don't forget that you can always explore find out more and be more informed before making that decision for your organization. And anybody between 16 to 19 that is considering whether a T-level or an apprenticeship is worth it, take a good look at both. Speak to teachers, speak to career advisors, 
reach out to, to anybody that offers T-Levels or try and look for anybody in the T-Level ambassador network that, you know, celebrates them. Um, remember to look on social media for, you know, the hashtag T-Level Thursday and you'll find lots of posts and information on social media from Facebook to Instagram to even TikTok to LinkedIn and wherever or whatever social media platforms you use regularly. Now, tomorrow is Friday and Friday is graduation day. Yes, graduation Friday. I will be talking about graduation Friday and celebrations and achievements for National Apprenticeship Week as we come to Friday itself. Um, But never fear, you've got me for another episode. So again, thanks again for listening to this podcast. As I say, you can go back and listen to this and previous episodes on the Say As It Is With Pete podcast series via Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Spotify, rss.com, wherever you get your podcasts or you're listening to this. You can also head over to the YouTube channel, Say As It Is With Pete, and listen to this on YouTube as well. Once again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing and listening, everybody. And I will catch you on Friday's episode.